This is former TNA World Champion Raven, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Quote the Raven, nevermore. And don't cross the line. Or do cross the line. I'm not really sure if you're supposed to, you're not supposed to. I don't know. Whatever. You get it. TNA Wrestling. Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 130 of the TNA Crossline Podcast. I am Bob Conning Jr. And with me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, last week, new tag team champions were crowned. Chris Harris and Ian Skipper lost the tag team championships. That's right. One half of AMW and one half of Triple X. Lost the tag team championships. But guess what? They lost it to the other half of AMW and Triple X. That's right. James Storm. Christopher Daniels, your new tag team champions. Crazy. You're loving it. I'm not really loving it. Terry Funk is a, may be here. I don't know. Dusty Rhodes is under the belief that Terry Funk will be here tonight. I'll believe it when I see it. It's not like he hasn't ever appeared in TNA. He did. Back in like the gathering feud. Yeah. But uh, I have a feeling that we're not going to see him tonight. I don't know, dude. If they did that again, like, come on. I, I, I have faith. I think we're going to see it. We'll see. I hope so. I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing a Dusty Rhodes-Terry Funk match at uh, Victory Road. Oh, my God. Stop. <clears throat> that has been suggested, though. Like, ter- uh, Dusty Rhodes, on a few occasions, has said, you know, Terry, Terry Funk's my rival. I hate Terry Funk, but I can't believe you'd bring him in here. Well, that is that's true. So maybe it will happen. I guess how many people will want to see that? No one. I will. Okay. I I have seen it happen. It's happened on the Indies quite a bit. I feel like uh, around this time. There you go. Well, then it's definitely going to happen in Victory Road. I hope so. I'm hoping that we potentially will see some of these outsiders, whoever they are. I don't know. Toothpick throwing. Guys from the outside to challenge Jeff Jarrett. I don't know. Okay, so... <laughs> okay, so that whole thing... Um, the way that Jeff Jarrett smirks into the camera when he's like, or maybe I beat you to it, and he smirks like, they're my friends, I already talked to them. Oh, I feel like good pickup. If um, if Russo or Dusty or whatever are looking to bring in those guys, I feel like Jeff Jarrett's saying like, "Hey, nice try. I'm one step ahead of you." So like, you think that these guys are on your side, but they're really going to be with me. So screw you. Yeah, I mean, that's a good catch. I don't know if I even caught that. And it would make sense for Jeff, because if I'm Jeff, I would probably want the guys with bigger star power associated with me, because then it's going to rub off on me, which is the whole idea of, like, the NWO anyway. Oh, right. 
you know, you have your main three and anybody associated with that kind of gets that rub until you have too many people in there. It's a whole thing, but right. Um, and then if, and Sean Waltman too, I guess is rumored to be coming in as well. So. Yeah. Well, I got more rumored under another rumored person for you today. Do you, do you think another one? Okay. So yeah, I got another. So you, let's say you have Waltman, Jarrett Hall and Nash. That's a four. Right. Yeah. And I got one more big one for you. Okay, well, for right now, because what I know. Yeah, what well, we know, yeah. Potential, by far. Could you, would you, do you think that if they kind of did their own NWO where those four guys just run through everybody, like, that would be good TV? No, okay, well, I'm saying, I'm nodding, like, yeah, they're going to do that. No, I don't think it's good TV. Right, and then, so, you know, we've had, uh, what was it? Wednesday, bloody Wednesday. Yep, the war games. War game, their version of war games. So you have, you need at least four for that. So you would have your four there. Who would be your main four to combat? Opposing them. AJ, AJ, Jeff, Jeff Hardy, America's Most Wanted. No, Monty Brown. Oh damn it! I'm just. Hmm. Because that's good. I mean, that, that is a good, like, AJ, Jeff Hardy, and AMW. That is a good, like, hey, we're the original. Okay. Uh, yeah, I well, think Jeff Hardy's not an original, but you know what I mean. I think it's, it's got to be America's Most Wanted. Here's why. Waltman, Styles. there's like, your X Division kind of guys, right? Sure. You have Jeff Hardy, who's been feuding with Jeff Jarrett, like, main thing. And, like, I obviously I know there's a, you know, quite a bit of a difference, but America's Most Wanted versus the Outsiders, you could say that's kind of a dream tag team match. Sure. Yeah, and I don't know who who would be a good four if you if you did Mountie Brown. Who would be the other singles guy? I feel like it would. You'd have to turn a best face, maybe. I guess because Raven is like too far like into the heel side right now to like. Yeah, I don't think you do Raven. I think it'd have to be Abyss. Or I could see Raven being the type of guy that would be like, I'll help you, and he turns on him. And he turns. But, that'd be kind of fun, but... But not necessarily joining the outsiders. Just being like, I'm my own guy. Yeah, fuck yeah. all you. Fuck Screw you all you guys. No, I like the... the I like this... This idea of America's Most Wanted, Jeff Hardy, Styles versus Hall, Nash, Waltman, and Jarrett in, like, a War Games. Yeah, but you know what? If you did a, if you did five, so if you, if it, I'm sure okay. eventually you told me that you'll tell me the fifth. That expands it because you could do a five on five uh, war games, include Monty Brown, and then whoever. I'm not sure this fifth person quite matches up on the opposite side, but it's a big name. Yeah, do you want me just? Do you want to just get into it? Yeah, let's just get into it. Okay, let me start off with that one then. Let me hit you with a strong one to start. I gotta scroll. Well. It's someone who's been here before, and that's the Talk Stinger. Back. Sting? He's, he's telling people in the that the company has contacted him about working the Victory Road pay-per-view. Uh, nothing has been confirmed yet, but Sting's telling people that they've reached out to him. Okay, so if he does not work Victory Road for whatever reason, that will blow my mind. So he he would rather work these flimsy... Weekly Wednesdays, but not a yeah. big three-hour paper. Right. That's interesting. That would be interesting if that happened. 
Yeah, I was like, shit, Sting, Hall, Nash, Waltman. If we can somehow get all these guys in, oh, there goes your, there's your star power you've been missing out on, I guess. Yeah, but the thing is, so like if he was, but there's yeah, there's a major issue with doing that though. Right. Well, yeah, but so if you do that, then I have to buy into Sting being, I would imagine a heel, with the groups, and I know he ended up joining the Wolf Pack, but then it's like he's a and like NWO wannabe type of group or whatever. I don't know. That's I. Sting is a guy that I feel like I keep on forgetting, is an option. To like, because well, like, yeah, what is he doing at this time? You know, not a whole lot. Right, not a whole lot. So it's like kind of, he's a, he's a guy. I always I fucking always seem to forget about. Um, yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, it is also even noted here because this that notes from uh, Brian Alvarez, and it's also noted here that, um, people were surprised that Waltman was even like an option here because apparently, um, it said that Vincent Hunter paid for him to go through rehab. So, they think it's kind of a like if they helped him out, then why would they? Uh, why would he essentially go to this other company? But guess what? If one doesn't want to use you, then that's probably why. You you don't owe number one. It's that's a corporate thing where they're offering rehab. That that's not like a friend offering. That's like a like anybody can go to them. Hey, can I go to rehab? And they're like, we'll cover it. So you can't really have. Uh, like a blind loyalty that because they're not going to end up giving you a job like get, get out of here right yeah no no it's kind of weird but i know the sting thing is interesting i'm curious to see how many of these guys actually show up um speaking yeah. of things showing up apparently dixie carter is telling people that she's pregnant really? there's no i don't know why that's it's like such a random note in here but i figure i might as well just tell you guys that dixie carter is pregnant does she have kids yeah she does i'm pretty sure okay I think you had a few of them. Wow, oh, okay. That I feel sense. like I didn't know that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, okay, so we kind of jumped the gun talking about some of this more fun stuff, but uh, I got a few notes about last week's show and the taping in general, and I think there's uh, a few other things scattered around in these notes here. Uh, some pretty fun stuff, though. I'm really looking forward to this. And, Bob, I'm hoping by this point, by the time this episode drops, October 1st, you guys know where to find us on Saturdays. That's right. October 1st. I'm hoping we had something else special drop by now. If not, then something really bad happened. <laughs> and we'll mention that down the line. But I'm hoping it happened <laughs> by now. So there's your other your tease once again. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's just dive into a bunch of this stuff about the show. Which I guess we want to run. We always run down the card quick. So why don't we do that first here? Uh, we saw Petey Williams defeat Jarrell Clark in seven minutes and seven seconds. Three Live Crews Conan and Ron Killings defeated Marcus Dillon and Mike Hannigan in two minutes, 36 seconds. Abyss defeated Frankie Capone in 53 seconds. And as Bob noted, Christopher Daniels and James Storm, they defeated the tag team champions, Chris Harris and Primetime, in 10 minutes and 13 seconds. And that was a title change. Pretty big news. Um, so... Oh, where do we start here? There's so much notes about the last show, which is kind of unusual. But um, at the September 21st tapings, of course, it aired on the 24th, right? That's my date, 24th, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were starting our Tuesday tapings, by the way. 
keep that in mind going forward. So if I say a date that sounds a little bit weird, it's probably that Tuesday before. Okay. So at the 21st tapings, they teased that the pay-per-view main would be Jarrett and Brown as they had the confrontation. However, on Explosion on September 25th, they taped an angle where Brown said that he was the top contender, followed by Raven, Abyss, and Hardy all arguing and fighting. So it looks like they are potentially doing a four-way program for the title shot. So that aired on Explosion. That was on Explosion? The argument was on Explosion. What? Yeah. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Um, so as far as that uh, taking title switch here, so that happened, of course. Um, the idea, so D- Dave notes that he believes that Daniels actually came up with the idea where him and Storm would end up being partners against the other half of the teams uh, that obviously won the belts on September 8th. Uh, others said that Storm was showing, oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, Dave, Dave Meltzer says that others said that Storm was showing the boo-boo face when he saw how the storyline had evolved with his team temporarily broken up. Chris Harris said in an interview he didn't want the feud he didn't want to feud with Storm because he felt like it wasn't the, uh, the time for that. And, well, he's right. As over the past many years, they've broken up nearly every tag team before people were tired of them. And the uh, grudge matches between partners and since teams weren't established enough meant nothing. Right. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and the thing, too, is like they, they teased it. They, they teased it like less than a year after they formed. Yeah, with the whole sex storyline, like that. Yeah, Harris was like, "What's the big deal?" We're just hanging out with my friends. Right? Yeah, we're just having a beer. <laughs> we're in a sex shirt. <laughs> yeah, where does that was it? Harris or Storm? It was Harris, right? Yeah, it was Harris. And Storm was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah and he's just like, well, "We're just here drinking a beer," and he's like, "By the way, dude, uh, they just hit AJ Styles over the head with a shovel. Like, what are we talking about? Like, these guys are not our friends." Ridiculous. Yeah, so I uh, I agree with that, and there's. People don't want them broken up. AMW is a fun tag team. And it hasn't... I don't think they've gotten stale. No, I don't think so either. As the top tag team. No, I don't think so. I think there were a couple times where we were like, okay, we may want to put someone else in this picture here, but like, I like them as a team still. Like, I'm not... Yeah, because because the the thing, the trend for like most of 2003, for for instance, was like AMW would have the titles for five weeks and the heel tag team would be them and they chase them for two or three weeks and they win the bouts back and this whole yeah. whole thing i mean they, they didn't really have tag team depth to uh alleviate the dependency of amw but i think we're kind of getting to a point now where we do have tag team depth you know you have your triple x your naturals your michael shane and kazarian clark and bats i think i said team canada yeah, I mean, we got, we got a bunch going on. We're doing good. Yeah, there's there's more than just, like, two. So. Right. Um, so with all that excitement that happened, um, of course, there was some bad news that happened at the Orlando taping. You know, 450 people being there. Well, uh, Dave notes that the Orlando taping, there was no hurricane threat, and they'd taken a week off, and the first Tuesday night date after the school year started. And that is why all of those factors, why we drew 450 people. Uh, they moved everyone to the bleachers right in front of the camera, so it looked fine for TV, of course. But it's a sad state of affairs when you aren't filling the stands for an amusement park free show. So he's kind of uh, 
pooping all over that. But, you know, it is what it is. What can you do? Yeah. Uh, there was no location finalized for the pay-per-view as of our last word here. And we know we dropped Las Vegas, but now Chicago has been thrown into the running. Chicago. For Victory Road. Not bad, right? Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <clears throat> right. big, it's a big market. Yeah. Uh, internally, people are talking about the new TV time slots being something that will happen, but not right away. For the present time, two things are being talked about uh, are trying to get a midnight Friday, a midnight Friday night replay time slot for Impact, as well as negotiating for a two-hour primetime special with a Halloween theme. Now, the working idea if it can get approved, would be doing a tie-in with the best damn sports show, period. And it would be used as a Clash of the Champions type show to shoot uh, the major angles for the pay-per-view. I think this is a cool idea. That's not a bad idea at all. I think it's a really cool idea. I'm going to save that note for one second. I got, I got a one that's going to shock you. So I'm going to finish off with that one. So we're going to hold on that. Um, there's... Yeah, so there's definitely the idea to increase the star power starting on November 7th with Hall, Nash, Waltman, and even Piper scheduled. Uh, and they're going to attempt to bring in Sting as well. Because of that type of negotiating, that may lead to being late in putting together matches. So we might not hear a lot of matches um, too much before the show, which is kind of an, uh, not a great idea, I feel like. But uh, And you also, speaking of Sean Waltman, this was in the TNA section. That's why I'm saying it. Uh, him and China are back together. And this is around the time where apparently she is trying to peddle her sex tape to a known distributor, but thus has got no offers. That's embarrassing. Well, you gotta do what you gotta do. So try to pitch your sex tape and people are like, nah. Yeah, get no offers. We're good. Probably asking for a lot. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. You're not going to ask for, like, $5,000. You're probably wanting six figures for that, right. at least. Um, the IWA TNA deal seems to have been finalized. Jerry Jerry and Savio Vega did most of the talking. Dutch Mantel was the big problem in the finalization, as Vega and Victor... Uh, God, Quinos? I'm going to say Quinos. Uh, didn't want Mantel involved to the point that Vega wouldn't even allow Mantel into the talks. However, Jerry was insistent that Mantel be cut into the deal, and apparently he was adamant about making sure, since they were cutting Mantel out of his WWC deal, that he got a new deal. IWA was resistant, but ultimately the agreement was that Mantel would get paid for occasional trips in and help helping book, but he'd only be used when Jeff was brought in. Conan, Michael Shane, and Hot Stuff Hernandez will be sent to IWA from October 14th to October 17th, including a Lubriol Stadium show with the Ray Gonzalez versus Apollo main event. We will be sending some TNA guys to IWA here. Did, did you say Hernandez was going? Yes, I did. They consider him a TNA guy? Yes, they do. Which is interesting because we haven't heard his name a lot recently. Well, that's why I'm like just kind of confused. Right, right. Um, there's another note describing what happened in the main event, but we kind of already talked about that. There's lots of teases of using the chair. Then, of course, it got slipped away, got the super kick, blah, blah, blah. We kind of know what happened. Everyone started arguing. One off, they are really confused. We don't really need to read the note. We kind of already discussed what happened. 
Um, okay, so you want to hear some bad news, Bob? Well, not the crazy bad news, but other bad news. Sure. Well, while they pushed on TV that Terry Funk would be debuting on the September 28th, oh, fuck. to feud with Dusty Rhodes, and they had been calling Funk. Dave thinks that he believes that Terry Funk was going on vacation to Germany. So, instead, it's being said that Harley Race will be brought in instead. Now, sometime back, Funk and Raven wanted to do a program, but it fell on deaf ears. We talked about that. And they pushed the idea of Rafe, Race, Funk, and Zabisco as the championship committee. But Zabisco is the only one that we've used at all since they made that announcement. Mm-hmm. So, we may, in fact, not see Terry Funk. We may see Harley Race. We'll see. Why we'll see does it very not soon. Surprise me, man. I know, I know. I Crazy, right? Okay, I got a few more things here. Uh, all of the talent is being asked to arrive on Monday to Orlando, even though the TV isn't until Tuesday. This past week, Jeff Hardy was the only one who did not come a day early. Mm. Um, also, Johnny Fairplay was not there, and the feeling was negative toward him being on the pay per view. So, of course, we are still internally not enjoying Johnny Fairplay. Uh, Jimmy Hart also wasn't at television, which made two shows in a row that he missed. And, just keeps getting better, BG James also missed the September 21st taping. And that's because of problems with his home in Pensacola from the hurricane. So he had a a pretty fair reason to miss it. But that explains why it was Conan and Ron Killings probably as a tag team. Because normally it's Conan and BG. Right. Um... Okay, Larry Zabisco was used as the authority figure on our last episode because Russo wasn't there. Russo apparently had made family plans on the day before the schedule had changed. So he had plans before they switched the tapings to Tuesdays. So that would explain why he's not there. Now I got two more and then I got the, my, my heavy hitter for you, Bob. Uh, there had been no talk of late regarding either Spanky or Jim Mitchell. Mitchell's contract expired this past week, and he is now officially a free agent. And then also kind of talking about um, Spanky. The WWE run must have done a number on on him when it comes to the business. As he went from a guy who drove nonstop once from Cincinnati to Los Angeles to win a junior title at the last minute when a guy's schedule to win pulled out, and a guy who was working his ass off on the indie show, to a guy who is, seems to have lost interest in doing much of anything outside of zero one. one the story is he was the one who lost interest in TNA, even though he lives near Atlanta, and it's only one day a week right now, and would somewhat keep his name alive in the U.S. He's done virtually no indie dates either. One of the issues with TNA and the Zero One guys is that Zero One doesn't contact guys about dates until the last minute, as compared to All Japan, New Japan, and NOAA, where guys know their schedule usually far enough ahead of time that booking plans can be made. Now, low-key switching to NOAA, should have made things easier, but he wasn't willing to sign a TNA contract. So that's kind of what's been going on with him. But that would explain why we heard that they shot like vignettes and videos with uh, Kendrick, and we have not seen any because apparently he's not interested in as much anymore. Well, that's uh, so Spanky. Spanky is going to become like a urban legend, like it. He was going to work here, and then just never going to happen. Yeah, basically. And I don't know, honestly, if a guy like Spanky is even worth the headache of trying to figure out how to get him in there. 
That's what it kind of seems like, right? You know what I mean? Like, he's not he's not going to move your needle. Like, give me a break. Right. I mean, that's a fair point. So, but, yeah. Um, well, what a shame. Jim Mitchell thing is pretty surprising to me, but I guess we'll see uh, when that gets figured out, hopefully, because I like him. Yeah, that'll, that'll definitely get figured out. Uh, Jerry Jarrett, who has never appeared on TV for TNA, was already on TV for Burt Prentice's group, which got the explosion time slot in Nashville. I thought we saw Jerry once. We've never seen Jerry Jarrett on screen, I think. I thought we did. Oh, you know what? We saw a pre-taped interview. Interview. So, yes. With so we didn't see that. Yes. Okay. So I guess technically he did appear. Well, um, well, he's he's been on this other thing already here, and it's brand new. So they talked about them bringing wrestling back to the fairgrounds on uh, October 2nd. Uh, Dave says that it was funny because they were knocking TNA. Prentice emphasized that this is old school rock'em sock'em wrestling. Wrestling. <laughs> and they were, weren't giving tickets away for free. Jarrett pushed his book, and then they showed him a trailer of the Sting movie, since Prentice has a small role in it and is in the trailer. <laughs> it's like funny shit, man. My favorite part is, like, we're bringing it back to the fairgrounds, trying to like, pull some of those guys back. But the fact that they're like, we're not giving them away for free is also kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. They're bringing it back to the fairgrounds. It's been less than a month since it's been gone. I know. They probably barely missed them. Give me a, right, like, give me a break. Okay, I got one final note, Bob. You guys, you guys want to see oh. <laughs> Chris Vaughn? Well, if you're at USA Championship, you can. Dude, Rick that's Chantel. Oh my god, we're probably never gonna see those guys again. <laughs> never. Oh my they're god, done. they're done. <laughs> they're done. Well, there's a couple other guys we might not be seeing. Oh no. Okay, this is just full of bad news. Go ahead. This is this one's really bad. This is my final note. Okay. I read this. I couldn't believe it. So. Andy Douglas and Johnny Devine both ended up in the hospital after being stabbed in an early morning of September 26th in a nightclub fight. Holy shit. What? People are getting stabbed. They're getting stabbed. Oh okay, so we got, we got some details about it, though. The two were leaving the Mix Factory nightclub in Nashville and got into a fight with several people. One had a knife, with Douglas getting stabbed in the thigh, and Devine got stabbed in the stomach. Douglas needed stitches and was released, and his injury wasn't considered serious. Now, Devine, on the other hand, underwent several hours of surgery on September 26th, and due to internal injuries, which resulted in his gallbladder having to be removed, he's been told that he's to rest four to six weeks before he can start training to get back in shape for a comeback. The men who attacked the wrestlers fled the scene, and local police officers are investigating. Wow. Wow. Wild. So Andy Douglas might not miss any time, but Divine will probably be out for a month and a half. At least. <laughs> At least. Wow. Yeah. That isn't that's nuts. Bet you didn't expect that news. I was not expecting a bar fight and two guys getting stabbed. No. It's actually what's interesting about this is I feel like I know that Divine has like a scar on his like abdomen and I never thought about it. I'm almost positive I knew that. I've never noticed that ever. It's amazing what 
like I don't pay attention to, and then what everybody else is like, oh, I knew that. I don't even look. I might be making it up, but I feel like I knew he had like. I feel I like be- I, I believe you that he. Now, did I know he was stabbed? Mm-hmm. No, I did absolutely not know he was. I stabbed. I had no idea. Do you think that they would mention that? Um. Oh, you can definitely see a scar. Okay, so I'm not I'm not nuts then, right? No, it looks like it's a break like right above his belly button. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So. Yeah, well, that's uh, what that's from. Did you ever wondered? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we're gonna have to. Divine is almost. I mean, he's seen so often. I almost feel like he you might have to. Douglas, if you don't need to mention it, if it's like okay enough, you might be okay. I well, guess the even into the future, because like if you if there's ever a point in time where you want to do something different with Divine, you could be like, I got stabbed at a Nashville club and survived it. Yeah, you definitely could. Yeah. So. There's only one way to find out, and that's to keep watching. But uh, I do have an absolutely loaded explosion card to talk about before we dive oh. into this show. Uh, but there was one other dark match that actually took place first, and I'm pulling that up right now. So give me one second. The dark match that took place was Poison defeating Tracy. Now you might be wondering who the fuck is Poison. It is actually ODB. Oh, Okay. So ODB defeated Tracy in a dark match before the show. And then let me pull up the explosion. So this was September 20... Well, yeah, September 28th. And then it aired on October 2nd, 2004, and it featured the following matches. There's a ton of matches on this explosion card. I don't even know how they fit all this into an hour. This is like the biggest one ever. So, well, we heard the rumors... Johnny B. Bad and Russ Rollins did, in fact, wrestle, and they defeated Bruce and Rod Steele. Is that an explosion or a dark match? That's explosion. This is explosion now. I am very surprised that that was on explosion. What the hell, man? There's even more stuff. This is, I'm getting pissed. I'm getting mad. <laughs> yeah, we'll get ready. We've there's... got main event angles that are. Advancing on explosion with confrontations that we aren't seeing. Johnny B. Bad is making an in-ring return for the first time since, like, I don't fucking know, 1999. I'm just glad that there's no way that we can watch this. Yet. 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 Well, here, I'm going to look, too. So you're saying it almost looks like. Unless he was with the XWF, but I don't think he was, was he? Yep. XWF. Before then, it was like 99, right? 98. 98. So, yeah, he wrestled. His last match before this was February 22nd and 23rd. He lost to uh, Buff Bagwell. He wrestled in 2001 for the XWF as well. Very few matches. Defeating Norman Smiley, losing to Kurt Hennig, defeating Mr. Jones, and then teaming with Vampiro to defeat Buff Bagwell and Kurt Hennig. And then, yeah, before that, 98, where his last match, we'll just go off that one. December 6th, 98, where Christian and Sable defeated him and Jacqueline. He even lost to Dwayne Gill. <laughs> November 30th. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Holy shit. That's funny. 
Yeah. So yeah, this was his his very first match since that. Pretty crazy. Well, you know what? At least he made it to three years in the uh, WWE, ninety six through ninety eight. There you go. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, Team Canada's Bobby Roode and Petey Williams defeated D-Ray 3000 and Sharkboy. Jarrell hmm. Clark and Mikey Bats defeated David Young and Lex Levette. David Young? Mm-hmm. Haven't heard him in a while, right? Wow. Okay. Monty Brown defeated Ryan O'Reilly. Which, actually, I just clicked on. Is freaking. Let me confirm before I actually guess it is. It's um he goes by Big Con now. It's um Connor from the Ascension. Right. Okay. Uh, we have three live crew. All of them: BG James Conan and Ron Killings defeating Eric Stevens, Kid Romeo, and Maso Inu. Mas- I'm probably saying that wrong. Ma Masayu Inu. Hmm. I'm trying. Which we actually heard about him. Potentially coming in a, a while ago. Uh, Sonny Siaki defeated Roderick Strong. Wow. And there's one more match. Chris Harris defeating Michael Shane with Tracy. Pretty uh, pretty crazy card, right? For explosion? The last couple of weeks for explosion have been good cards. This is a bull. Yeah, I think it's only going to keep getting better. I'd rather watch that than some impacts. <laughs> well, we can't. What the hell? Uh, Bob, that's everything. That's everything I got. I got no other notes for the show. So we are going to sit back. We're going to relax. We're going to watch this awesome October 1st, 2004 edition of Impact. It's basically my birthday, so it better be a good show. Oh, just for that, I hope it's horrible. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's get into it then. October 1st, 2004, NWA Tina Impact. Runtime for this is approximately 49 minutes and seven seconds, which is Ooh, long boy. This is about four minutes longer than the average episode of Impact, but maybe that means there's just so much going on that they cut out their own ads and they put on more original programming. We'll see. All right, I'm going to count down from three. When I say play, that's when you're going to want to watch with us uh, again, either on Impact Plus or on Personal Collection. And now uh, here we go three, two, one. This is TNA. Basically, this is part of our new intro. So this is way cooler than the shitty song that we're about to hear. Victory Road drawn closer. We're seeing all the potential contenders here. Oh, here we go. An outsider. The zoom in on the eyes, dude. Hmm. You want the answer today from Vince Russo? Wow. We'll see. It's total nonsense back in wrestling impact. Wow, the songs fucking sucks. I hate it. Change it. Does not get you amped up for this at all. Now look at this intro is actually different though. This is primarily impact footage. There's no more other footage in that intro. Well, and now we're seeing from last week what happened with the tag titles. I 
I'm kind of convinced that when they went to solely Orlando, that they really kind of made the asylum years forgotten. I think that's a really great point. Because they very seldomly show footage from that time. They maybe reference things that have happened yeah. there, but they won't necessarily show it. Not, not a lot. Asylum years didn't happen, okay? Yeah. Uh, oh, and pie face he's pissed of course monty leave now yeah and then dust roses walked out did nothing just stood on the aisleway right there that was it explosion look oh they were in the ring arguing okay i'm not nuts they just showed, like, these guys fighting in the intro, and I knew it was from Explosion because Raven's skirt is a new design that we haven't seen yet. Okay, nerd alert. Jeff Hardy is on Explosion. Holy... What? This is bullshit. This should have been on Impact. Yes. Because now you're showing viewers that we have another show, and like, how do I watch it? Yeah, they don't really tell you how to watch it anymore. Who am I fighting at Victory Road? Okay, I do have bad news, though, Bob. Okay, so from this show, well, it's not too bad. But from these camera angles, I know they're good at hiding it on TV. It looks like we might be more filled, but I do not have a number. There was just a sign about Johnny Divine, and I could not read all of it. I wonder if it was about a stabbing. Oh. I doubt it, right? They wouldn't show that. Oh, here comes Jeff Jarrett. Great. Could be a get well soon. Could be. Because when was the stabbing? Do you remember? A few, few days before the taping. Okay, so it was before the taping. Okay. So they might know about it, I guess. Oh, is he Russell? Oh, he's in gear. Wow. Okay. Can't I great? King of the Mountain. My world. Alright, get your pose. Get your fireworks. There you go. Great. Wow. The champion. NWA World Champion Jeff Jarrett. I'm pretty sure I have his TNA figure, but for some reason I cannot find it. Yeah, you definitely do have the Jarrett one with the guitar, right? Yeah. I, I wasn't losing my mind. I definitely have it somewhere. Well, since you have a missed collection, I will take the other ones off your hand. No. No. You're gonna have to say uh, no. I'll buy them from you. No, you won't. Yeah. Well. Yeah, you'll lowball me. Like, oh, it's worth two hundred dollars. I'll give you uh, five bucks. I can tell you right now, the figures you have are not worth two hundred dollars. I know that. Brian Gamble, dude, I've been waiting for this debut. Brian Gamble, also known as Blade in Texas Outlaw Two. Huh? <laughs> he wrestled Outlaw Two from where? I don't know. He wrestled in the WWF in two thousand one on Jacked, where he lost to Perry Saturn. He has also wrestled on Explosion in 2003, losing to Elite Skipper Sanjay Dutt and Shane Douglas on separate occasions. Wow. All right. Well, I, literally, is, I can't find is, that name out anywhere. 
Elisa's work is um, impressive enough to be here on Impact. Okay, he was. Oh, he was one of the Texas Outlaws in WWC. Really. Him and uh, Todd Dean. Wow. I can't believe you'd say that none of my figures are worth two hundred dollars. No, none of the TNA ones. Oh. Specifically, you do have other ones that I do think are worth more than that. Holy shit, way over the top. Also, I want you to know that Mike Tanay let us know if this match goes over 10 minutes, there are people standing by in case they need to break the top. Could you imagine Brian Gamble in his debut? is like, I just went 10 minutes with the... I'm your victory road opponent. I'm the outsider. Okay, we are way more packed in the building. Yes, we are. You can just tell even on this side we are. Yeah. And they're not necessarily... You can see other people on the on the side. Yeah. So, yeah, they're definitely way fuller. Oh, going for a spin kick, but Jarrett ducked it. Gets kicked in the gut. Look at Gamble getting offense in on the NWA champion. A couple chops. Going for a kick again, but oh. Jarrett ducks again. Clothesline. Crowd's into this, dude. Yeah, they are. Brian, I'm telling you, Brian Gamble is going to go 10 minutes, and he's going to grab the microphone. He's like, <sighs> Jeff, do you remember me? I'm the Texas Hotline number two. And I'm Texas Hotline number two. Every three round. Oh, no. The stroke. Oh. oh, no. Well, there goes my storyline. One, two. Literally two minutes on the dot. He beat him. All right. Well, there goes my creative idea for Brian Gamble to get uh NWA mm-hmm. world title match. on. <laughs> my world. That oh, person had... A- Jeff Jarrett signed, but ran out of red marker to fill out his whole name. He's not leaving the impact zone until they tell him who his opponent is. Hey, Vince, was that your outsider, Brian Damn. Gamble from World Wrestling Council? Damn you, Jackie Fargo. Why is he going to the Spanish announcer's table? Was it Hector Garza? <gasps> Russo, director of authority. Look at the giant crane camera. I love that it. should be the next question on the My World podcast. Hey, why do you point with two fingers and not one? Is it double foot? Oh, oh if, if he breaks the table sitting on that chair. I want an answer right now, today. Break the table, break the table. Damn it. That table is an industrial steel table. There's no doubt about it. I'm a third-generation wrestler. I got all day here to talk about it, and we have a commercial for Victory Road. I'm sure we'll see this three more times during the next 40 minutes. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to see it at the end again. At least you're advertising for it, man. Well, yeah, of course, you have to. Toby Keith. Maybe Toby Keith is going to be the opponent. Toby Keith is the outsider. JF, I was there for your first show. I'm going to be here for your first three-hour I'm going to suplex your ass. And I'm going to win that NWA title. Because I'm Toby Keith, country's number one music star. I'm the music, I'm the country music star that you never were. Jeff Jarrett, and he'd be like, you son of a bitch, I can't believe you'd say that. The country superstar you, you never were. What? There's not an ultimate next match. I know, I'm just, I was just about to say, are they, like, teasing that there might be? 
Honestly, you might that might not be a bad idea though. They might be, dude. Cause they haven't announced that. And yeah, I mean I think you're right. It wouldn't be a bad idea to have Ultimate X on your first big pay per view, I guess, right? No. I think they're gonna do well on this first pay per view. Oh my god, Jared's Jeff still talking. I'm a surprise. Yelling at today. We can't call them. No wonder this show's extra long. Yeah, no kidding. They they could call the matches just like on their TV screen. Who's this? Whose music is that? Vince Russo. That must be new music, because like, I've never heard that before. Fuck you! Yeah! <laughs> fuck you! <yeah! laughs> it was like a stutter, too. I was like, fuck you! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like the week after, it was like the same week that he was like, I'm born again. And his music is, fuck you! Yeah, that was so funny. These fans chanting, you killed Nitro. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Jesus. You killed Nitro. You want me out here? You got me out here. Okay, bro. Wait, he's going to tell him who his opponent is. I spoke to the same outside as you spoke to. Yeah. They just didn't cut it. Sounds like they didn't get those deals done, Bob. <laughs> sure doesn't sound it. I talked to Vincent. I talked to Scotty Norton. And I talked to Stevie Ray. <laughs> and they just didn't cut it. Uh, wait. Abyss, Monty Brown. Jeff Hardy. Wait, what about Raven? He said Raven. Oh, he did? Okay. Oh, there's a mini tournament. Oh. I didn't expect this. Yeah, you said Raven, Monty Brown, Abyss, and Jeff Hardy. In a mini tournament. Okay. I don't hate that as much as I, since it's mini, probably. But why don't just do a four-way match? Well, you probably got to fill TV time. Well. And those are strong matches for Impact. No, they are. Well, depending on what the matches are, how they matched up. I would imagine you would. They would do Raven, and Abyss, and Monty Brown and Jeff Hardy, right? Or would you do Raven and Jeff, Raven and Jeff, and Monty and Abyss? Yeah, I think I'd do it that way. Yeah. Oh wait, Styles is out here. He's Vin- mad. Vince, what about me? I'm AJ Styles. Why ain't I in this mini tournament? And Vince is going to be like, you said you wanted P.D. Williams. Well, I don't want P.D. Williams. I'll take the world title. Come on. I, I got questions of my own, Vince. Don't, AJ, don't you dare ask him. You answered Jeff Jarrett's question, now you can answer mine. Okay, he okay. just wants to know when he's getting the extra right. title. We're good. We're good. I respect it. 
Oh, you're going to have a shot, but this time it won't be that easy. Six-man match tonight. Mm. And you will be a part of it, Jay. The winner of that match will get Petey Williams. Wait. You have to earn it this time. There'll be no more handouts. I like how AJ's like, I don't take no handout. But he, he did take handouts before. Because remember, they were heels. Oh, Team Canada Music. Who's this? Are we going into three straight talking segments? I love it. Scott Demore. With Bobby Roode and Eric Young. Not Giant Divine because he was stabbed. And I bet you Petey's going to attack him from behind. Oh, and weaken him. But that's not why I'm out the here. The guitar is still there at the ring steps, by the way. USA. USA. Look, my guys pinned the World Tag Team Champions in the middle of the ring. There's two weeks ago. They did. Well, it was three weeks ago, technically, right? Yeah, it was two, like two weeks ago. I think time in like Canadian standard time is different. Oh. I'm thinking about moving to Canada. Why would you do that? Everything is better there. Oh. That's not true. What's worse? Um, their baseball teams. I don't watch baseball. Okay, their football teams. Don't watch that either. Their their wrestlers are better. Shit, I was gonna say they're wrestling baby, right? <laughs> no, they're, they <laughs> they got the good wrestlers. Yeah. <laughs> their food uh, is worse. I'm sure that's good too. They got poutine and stuff. It's poutine. Vince Rizzo to the backstab and politics behind the scenes. And Make me sick. Yeah. Uh, AJ tackles him before he can say ass because we're on Fox Sports Net and we're not going to be able to do that. Demore is going after Vince Russo. It's funny that Demore is saying about politics because um, he like runs the company now. That's good. There's PD. Here's PD Williams. Kind of weird that he wasn't already out there, but whatever. <laughs> Is he going to hit the destroyer or what? Oh, maybe. I love that Russo cannot get past Scott Demore. I, I that. like that. Pretty much every time that AJ's in a big match, he gets injured. Yeah. So he can come out hobbling. Three Life Crew taking out Team Canada. Beware, Three Life Crew. AJ AJ gets the music rub. That's good. Four man tournament starts oh. next week. Oh, here's some. That was Asylum. That's Asylum too. Raven appears back in the impact zone next. AJ Styles a little promo here. You've been warned. 
But he hasn't won anything yet, so he might not even be the number one contender. Oh, yeah, here we go. I'm trying to do my best to pass the test. Yeah, posing. Hurricane Rana, that was nice. My best for a table. Oh my god, dude. Do you remember Joe Legend? Yeah, Joe Legend. Yeah, I do. I liked him. He's friendly on Twitter. Yes, he is. A great friend of the show. Are we? Do you think we'll ever see him in TNA again? Mm-mm. I'd like to. Raven is going on two years of not achieving his fate. I don't want to talk about that, dude. Okay, this is long. I just want to get this in matches. Let's go. I still, I still get really, bro. I still get really annoyed that he he didn't win it in the asylum. It doesn't make sense. There's no reason. No. Who's this? I don't know. His music's really quiet too. You want to Mark Stevens. He did almost slip. Look at this young lad who's about oh to eat. God, this guy looks like a douchebag. Die, Monty Brown. Wow, Raven really. Uh, right, so I was wrong on any of my combinations here. So it's going to be Raven and Monty Brown and Abyss and Hardy. Abyss and Hardy might be really good. Those are two matches I don't think we've seen, so. No, no, we have not. That's gotta make finals. Gotta, gotta, make gotta be Brown a baby, is right. I mean, enough. That's gotta lead us to Hardy and Monty Brown, anyway, right? It that's probably. I mean, that's the only match that really? like they both have any kind of right um, interaction. That's what I mean. It's almost like too obvious. Raven stomping a mud hole in Mark Stevens. Ooh. So Shane Douglas is outside of the championship committee office. He's hoping to get some updates here for us. Nice knee left by Raven. Oh, going for that Raven effect. Boom. Boom. Drop. That's pretty quick. One, One two, two, three. I think you hear me knocking. I think I'm coming in. That's right. Raven wins. Possession is nine times with a law. Dude, Raven looks like a psycho. He really does. This is a good look. Yeah. Way better than his look like a few months ago. Look, he looks fucking nuts. Yeah, it looks good. Outside of Vince Russo's door. 
Closed door meeting. I love that he, this dude got a yellow impact shirt that has franchise written on it so he can wear his yellow still. That's smart. I like how the slab of director of authorities is over another nameplate. Yeah. Larry Zabisco, he just came out. Nothing's happening behind the closed door. Does the audio on this just show just suck or what? I keep turning it up, but I can it's barely low. hear. Yeah, it's low. Okay. This is a wrestling business. It's not a daycare center. He Zabisco said that he banned Dusty from the business and Universal. He's not leaving till he gets word. <laughs> Just kidding. The franchise. The franchise. Well, we got another video package. I wonder, see, I, I purposely, like, just give all the notes in the beginning because I didn't feel like, I feel like eventually this is going to die out, but I'm starting to maybe think I should save a couple more for the shows. Yeah, it might be a good idea. Because there's more video packages than I was expecting. Way well, more. I'll try to, uh, on next week's episode, I'll try to have some to talk about during these video packages instead. And if if it changes again, we'll switch it back. Like, whatever. Yeah. I truly didn't expect this to keep going as much as it has been. I'm just surprised that there's not as like there's like no pre-tapes aside from obviously Douglas Sabisco's a pre-tape, but we should be I doing more maybe more. interviews, yeah, or something. Yeah, this is weird. Maybe we should be doing it with people that we aren't seeing as much, like Kazarian and Michael Shane, and right. What is Another this? Jeff Hardy package. Wait, this is oh, it's the actual oh, song. The music. Wait, is this like a music video? It might be. It, it actually might be. Oh, yeah, he's like... Oh, sing- it definitely is. He's singing. Okay, so if you didn't know that Jeff Hardy sang this already, you do now. Right. This is a really great music video of him just sitting. In the weird club thing, I'm telling In you. In club, yeah. I feel like that's the same area of oh, that guy that. that was like, going to come in, but never did. Oh, the shit. Club. Oh, shit. Right? I think you're right. It's got to be a universal spot. Just like it's there's, just, be. there's just a spot he was at. There was like right there where there's all those TVs behind him. Yeah. I love how that looks, but that's got to be just a stage in universal. And you have those options that. That's why like it's corny as shit when they got like. Jeff Jarrett standing on, like, a rock thing in Universal, but, like, <laughs> you have that out. I mean, Monty Brown in, like, the wheat, like, that's all Universal shit. Right, right, right. Who is this? Is Luther Jackson yeah. making his Impact debut. <laughs> My favorite thing are sometimes some of these, like, enhancement talent that we see making their yeah. debuts here. Ah, oh, fuck. It's a mess. <laughs> What's your time on this one, Bob? Uh, I'm gonna say 45 seconds. Yeah, I was thinking something around that. So, uh, Abyss worked uh, WWC on September 25th and 26th. Uh, to the 25th, he had two matches. He was in a tournament for the WWC Universal Heavyweight Title Tournament, where he defeated Jim Steele. And if that's the WCW jumping Jim Steele, I'm going to lose my mind. But he beat him in a quarterfinal, only to then lose to her. 
Huracan Castillo in the semifinal, both of that on the 25th. And then the next day, he te- teamed up with Rico Suave to defeat Angel Rodriguez and Eric Alexander. Wow. Is this freaking Jumpin' Jim? Or Jungle Jim? It is Jungle Jim. Wow. Oh my the more God. you know. Luther Jackson Please. getting a chop. Nope, one chop. Wow. See, I'm so glad Abyss is off of the storyline now, though, with the Goldilocks and everything, because, like, I already feel like better that he's, like, going to be just as monster that he should be. Yeah, he does not need that vulnerability of a woman, like, a woman's love. Uh, big splash in the corner. Good night, Luther Jackson. Get up. Get hear that shock treatment, that black hole slam, and let's call it a shit a day. Here we go. Up. Oh. oh, man. And boom. Good night. Shock treatment. But he's not done with just the shock treatment. Luther, just stay down. <laughs> Don't do it. Oh, geez. And good night. One, two, three. Didn't even hook the leg. He's like, I know I won. Oh, yeah. (sighs) That constipated monster or whatever. Monty Brown. Yeah, yeah, he said that. Yeah, he said that. Yep, there we go. It's official. Jeff Hardy and Abyss. Shane Douglas is still here. Oh! Hey, Harley Rage. Can you give me some word about the meeting? Talking to Dusty's like talking to him 30 years ago. That's weird. Hello. Yeah. We're going to have to convene at a different point in time. Nothing's been resolved. It's been a waste of time. We're going to have to reconvene and get this issue settled. Oh, he just... Okay, so that confirms that. <gasps> what? What? You Whoa. mess with the NYC, you're going to get your teeth knocked out. It's Trinity... Uh, Gilberti and Swinger. Swinger. Oh, my God. Dude, yes, bring back the NYC. Coming soon. Yeah. See, now, you know why you can get away with that? Because they haven't been on, I mean, they've really, really only been on pay-per-view. Right. Like, that audience, most, I guarantee you, most of the audience wouldn't even fucking know. That's awesome. And that's how you get away with it. Wow, I never thought I'd be excited to see Gilberti again, but I like them. They're not a I'm excited team. about Swinger. Well, Swinger, I like like Trinity, too, a lot. Yeah. And that's actually crazy to think about, that Trinity really hasn't been on Impact at all. A while. Yeah. Oh. The Naturals. Look at that wrap on the leg of Andy Douglas. Oh, shit. Holy shit. I can't believe he's about to work this. I can't believe he got stabbed a couple of days ago. He does have a little bit of a limp, which, I mean, when you've been stabbed, that's probably going to happen. 
Wow. <laughs> That's insane. Oh, yeah, they're just going to fight uh, Daniels and James Storm. No big deal. It's not even an enhancement match. No. Well, I have one note for uh, Daniels. On September 25th, he wrestled Samoa Joe to a 30-minute time limit draw at IWC's Boiling Point in Monroeville, Pennsylvania. And I believe that I have reviewed this for... WrestlingRecaps.com. And yeah, I did. So. All right. Uh, let's see. Is that it? I think that's it for this, this match. Yeah. So. Oh, we've got Daniels and James Storm on their, uh, I guess, technically their second time teaming together here. They are the tag team champions. They're fighting the former champions and naturals, one of which, you know, just got stabbed two days before this taping. Right. You want to know what I would do here, Dallas? What's that? Who do you think I'm having going over? The naturals, because they don't work good as a team. Damn right. The naturals are a team. Storm and Daniels are not. I think the only reason it kind of works a little bit more, though, is because they're both from... Tag team, so they are tag team wrestlers. They just happen to be, but not together. But not together. But that still, like the, I, th- I think that's why it can still work a little bit. Yeah, it's not like it's like oh, it's Jeff Hardy and Abyss. They're our tag champs. Right, right. It's like no, that doesn't that doesn't really do it for me. <clears throat> but I would have as a bulldog here by Storm to Stevens. I would have them do a miscommunication. Obviously, that's like protocol. Right, and you have to. If because like if the naturals miscommunicated, they'd be like, "Oh, dude, I'm sorry." These guys are gonna be like, "I'm gonna fucking punch you in the face," and then you're gonna get hit with the natural disaster, and I'm gonna be like, "Oh wow, I'm not title. I don't even care." Don't mind that. Cause his knee left Daniels from the apron, and also the naturals have beaten AMW and Triple X, so why they could beat them this way too? Absolutely. Well, Douglas quickly tagged out to Stevens, who got pulled back in. Heel kick. Delivered to the chest of Chase Stevens. Storm gets tagged in. I would be, we're not going to see much of Douglas, I would have to assume. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. There's no way. You can stab I, the thigh that. I can't believe that dude's even out here. I'm legit surprised. If you had, I would not have known he got stabbed. I would have thought he injured himself on the Indies or something. Right. But that's why our uh, our behind-the-scenes news and notes is uh, such a fun aspect of our show. Yeah. I have literally no idea. Who else is watching the October 1st, 2004 edition of Impact and letting you know that he just got stabbed before this match happened? A couple days before. And he's working the show. That is unreal. Split like Moonsault, Moonsault by Daniels. One, two. Nope, Steven kicks out. Well, this is bullshit at the bottom of my screen. You're watching Fox Sports Net. Get rid of this. Gotta have oh, that. get oh. out of here, fucking baseball scores. I thought you didn't watch baseball. I know what MLB means, Bob. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
They're not scores. Games haven't even started yet. This show aired at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, so this is telling you later tonight. Oh, it's telling you what's on? Yeah. Oh, I see. Bob can't wait for Cleveland and Minnesota to fight. Yeah. I don't. What is CHW? I knew it. Chicago White Sox. I knew you weren't going to know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. I get it now, though. <laughs> Anaheim and Oklahoma. Oakland. Oakland. Atlanta and the Seattle Seahawks. Oakland and Chicago Cubs. Best Moonsall ever to nothing. Wait, oh, Storm picked him up. Picked him up. Yeah, Michigan Communication, man. Oh! Oh! And he pins the Daniel. The Daniel's a win. <laughs> I told you. Miscommunication. Because they don't team together. So he doesn't know he's doing that. I love it. Well, they did that before when Team Canada beat Good. Harris. I'll tell you. Four-way tag match at fucking Victory Road. These two guys, Skipper and Harris, against the Naturals, against Team Canada. Bucket. I think you have to. Who's this? Here's Us. prime time. Yeah. Now, Skipper came in from the babyface side. I'm sorry, Harris. Good, Harris. We're good. Dude, Harris wearing the, the beret. I love it. It's Triple H, dude. Dude, that's a good look for him. I like the beret. It doesn't look bad. With the white muscle shirt. It's Triple H, dude. This is Triple H in 1999. I like it. (laughs) Okay. Hey, guys, I'm still here. (laughs) Now, I I don't know if I finished my sentence earlier, but he mentioned he wants to hear from Russo or Dusty, which means guess who isn't here? Terry Funk. Terry Funk. Because here comes Dusty. We got a failure to communicate in here. He's saying that they're essentially interrogating him. Jeff Hardy was needed here. I brought him here. He needed a title shot. I got him one. He's talking about this tournament. Dusty, it's funny because Dusty, like, they don't, he doesn't have any authority power at all in no. the company. He's not on the committee. He's not the director of authority, like Vince Russo. We don't see eye to eye. We'll never see eye to eye. He's yelling at the door to Vince Russo inside. But so why do they care so much about what Dusty's opinion is? I don't know. If he's got his own agenda and he's going to take care of his he's business. Like, he's like a spokesperson. Right. He's almost like, I guess you could say he's like the voice of the fans in a way, right? Yeah, yeah. Shelly, Kid Cash, Sabin, Kazarian, Red, and AJ Styles. That wow, that's about to be our main event. Ooh, I'm ready for that, man. Wow. Okay. Oh wait, today's in the ring. Oh, what do you want to know? Okay, today wants our attention. Hold on, announcement. Beginning of a new era. It's first ever Sunday pay-per-view. First ever three-hour pay-per-view. Victory Road, November 7th. Tire Victory Road weekend. More details the weeks to come. Interactive weekend. Q&A segments. Autograph sessions with the wrestlers. 
You know the event is Victory Road. You know the date is Sunday, November 7th. Are you ready for the location? The location of the begin of the new era. Okay, today, come on. It's here in Orlando, Bob, and the crowd loses their fucking mind. Look how crazy they're going. <laughs> They've earned it. Hey, You've earned it by show. giving us absolutely zero money. One more thing. Next week, live, in this ring. Okay. When he's, the, he's hyped, you know this is big. Major announcement to make about Victory Road next week. Now, Roddy, Roddy, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper is making a, a, a huge announcement about Victory Road next week. Well, I think like anytime Piper's been in TNA, it's not ever really been good. There's been some really rough moments with Piper yeah. here in TNA. Yeah. Oh, we haven't well, any time checks, I don't think. We're at 38 minutes, 38 seconds. Yeah. And it looks That's like... an understatement, about... though, for... Here's... Okay, where's Dallas? Yeah, what the heck? Wait, I'm right here. Oh, wait. No. No. No point. Kid Cash, not wearing long tights. He switches very often. He's got yeah, his yeah. big jacket on, though. Trying to grab fan signs. He's getting in the faces. Amazing red. They're trying to make Victory Road seem like a vacation destination by advertising it with Universal. Love that water bottle, Bob. It's very nice. Stash pages, baby. I like Shelly has an awful theme song still. It's like what Goldilocks used to come out yeah, to. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of you. Uh, I, I do have quite a bit of indie notes here. Well, let's get into it as all the rest of these guys finish their entrances. Um, AJ Styles, he had a, a busy time since the last time we saw him uh, against Alex Shelley. Uh, September 18th, he defeated... Uh, what in the world? Okay, he defeated Matt Seidel in the quarterfinals of the Ted Petty Invitational. And then he defeated Eric Cannon in the semifinals of that tournament. And then in the finals of the Ted Petty Invitational, three-way elimination, AJ Styles defeated Brian Danielson and Samoa Joe wow. to win that tournament. Uh, on September 24th, he lost to Homicide by disqualification in the FIP heavyweight title tournament in the first round. And then on September 25th, AJ Styles retained the MPW Universal Championship when he defeated Mason Quinn at MPW Invitational 2004 Night 1 in Maple Grove, Minnesota. All right, Alex Shelley also had quite a bit going on. Uh, at this Night 2 of the IWA Mid-South uh, Ted Petty Invitational Night 2, seven-way elimination, P uh, September 18th, B.J. Whitmore defeated Alex Shelley, Austin Aries, Chris Saban, Claudio Castanelli, Jimmy Rave, and Todd Sexton. Wow. <laughs> Alex Shelley won the BCW Can-Am Television Championship when he defeated Chris Saban on September 19th. 
And then on September 25th, P.D. Williams defeated Alex Shelley at IWC's Boiling Point in Monroeville, Pennsylvania. Chris Sabin is another guy. That, so he was in that seven way I just mentioned, and he lost to Alex Shelley. That's great. Uh, IWC, Boiling Point, Chris Sabin retained the IWC Super Indie Championship when he defeated Jimmy Jacobs. Uh, Frankie Kazarian, who just did a pump kick there to Alex Shelley. He uh, did, he lost to Elix Skipper on September 25th at the NWA PWX slash NWA East 10th Anniversary Show in McKeesport, Pennsylvania. All right, Kid Cash. I'm out of breath. Kid Cash lost the WWC Junior Heavyweight Championship to Alex Montalvo uh, at WWC's Face 3. Night one in Carolina, Puerto Rico. And then on the next night, September 26th, he wrestled Chris Joel to a 15-minute time limit draw. And our last guy, Amazing Red. Uh, you already mentioned that JAPW show, which was uh, stopped. That was a stopped after almost 11 minutes. On September 25th, the... Spanish announce team, which is Joel and Jose Maximo, defeated Amazing Red and Trent Acid at Pro Wrestling Unplugs Jam Session Number One in Berlin, Pennsylvania. And that is it. Wow, quite a bit. We're at a commercial break now with a highlight package. Uh, been a lot of fast action. It's essentially like a four corners match. It looked like, but they were just going all over the place. Well, there's six guys. Well, four corners is like two in the ring and then four on the corners. That's what I meant. Although, I mean, there's literally no format. They're just going nuts. Yeah, they're just going it nuts. almost looks as if maybe it was like the like Lucha-style rules where if someone gets thrown over the top or out of the ring, then someone else can just jump in. I, I, I like those rules. I think. I, it's been so wild, it's hard to, hard to tell what's going on. But Kazarian and Brett are in here now. Shelly <clears throat> breaking it up. The winner gets P.D. Williams for the exhibition title, of course. And also, Don West still called Alex Shelley the baby bear, by the way, which they need to get him away from that immediately. I'm surprised they're not even going to make note that Goldilocks isn't around anymore. Yeah, I would say her not coming out with Shelley is like the biggest giveaway that she's probably gone at this point. Yeah. Kid Cash with his shorts. I prefer pants for Kid Cash, but yeah, that's right. Oh, big back suplex. You know, knowing the context here that Kid Cash really hates TNA, when you see him just drop guys <laughs> viciously, it's like, yep, he sure doesn't like yeah, it. That sounds right. Yep. <clears throat> Amazing Red has his do rag off already, so that's always fun. The curls are out, baby. Kazarian going to the apron, bagging with a slingshot leg drop. Aren't I just so good? I'm wondering why Piper's going to come. What could Piper's announcement possibly be for Victory Road? Who knows, man. And the weird thing is, like, I don't even doubt that Piper's going to be here, but we doubted that Terry Funk was going to be. Right. And I don't know why, but that is, I guess, but... I just want to point out here that literally that Fox, uh, the Fox box, as they call it, 
the time remaining in the show is like synced up to exactly that amount of time. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're at 45 minutes, 16 seconds, 17, 18. So what if there is a time limit draw and then Harley Race and Dusty Rhodes have to figure out who won the match? I don't, we'll find out in next week's episode. He's ready with a kick to Shelly. Now he's Code going red? red. Is he going to hit it? Nice. Yeah, he did. That might be it. One. Two. Oh, no, everybody comes in to break it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we ain't losing. I would have to assume that Sanjay Dutt would have been in this if he didn't get hurt. So. I, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Right? Although I find it interesting that Kazarian is, but Michael Shane's not even, like, ringside for him. I mean, I know Dallas isn't ringside either, though, but. Yeah. Saban and Kazarian here. Heel kick by Kazarian. Chris Saban, friend of the show. Is he? He follows us on Twitter. At Cross Chris the Line Saban TNA. Does? Yes, he does. And you can follow us at Cross the Line TNA if you enjoy our content. Because Chris Saban likes it. If Jeff Jarrett likes it, you should like it too. Jeff Jarrett follows us too, doesn't he? Yes, he does. I think he does. Friend of the show, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Vince Russo does too, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Friends of the show. Friends of the show. Oh, oh back by the jump to the floor. Red takes out Kazarian, as I think Shelly did that to him. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah no. Kid Cash. Oh. To the floor. Seguri by Sabin to uh, Shelly. Don West is Don was saying that he always thought that Saban would win this. Oh, springboards off Shelly's back off the ropes onto Kazarian. Styles and Shelly in the ring. Remember, they had that really nice dark oh. match we saw just two weeks ago. Yeah, with a nice back elbow there. Shell oh. shot. I think that's called oh. the shell shot. Uh, you might be right. It's a two Sound? count there. Styles, Hurricane Rana. Oh, rolls through, rolls Wait, through. Rolls through. Oh, oh go, rolls back through. Kick in the clash. And he hits the Styles clash. Only a minute 28 left in the match. And he wins. What a surprise. AJ Styles, the man that said, I'm coming for you, Petey Williams, just happens to win a six-way with a number one contendership now to go after Petey Williams. That was a fun match. That was good. Major, oh, my God. Today's going to lose his voice. Oh, God, look at this. Oh, my God. What's Roddy Piper doing in the impact zone? <laughs> yeah, baby. Wait, what's this? Dusty Rhodes talking? <sighs> oh, I think it's just like a general video thing, is it? No, before it's all over. I will have my way, and I got plans. One title shot in two years. You can't keep running, Raven That's says. not even true. Welcome to the Terror Dome. Next week, Raven is Monty Brown. The Pops! She's had more than one title shot in three years. Singles match, though, I think it's only one. He didn't have a one on one with Styles? Well, he's talking about to Jarrett. Just Jarrett? I think he's strictly speaking Jarrett. Okay. 
And we're ending with that new face of professional wrestling thing. Bob, what did you think of this episode of Impact? Well, I told you, since Terry Funk didn't show up, last week was gets a thumbs down now, and this one is I'm not changing it. It's too late. I think this was a really good show. I really like this one. It got me hyped for next week with this mini tournament. I think the little bit extra talking segments actually kind of helped us here. Uh, I mean, we still have plenty of highlight packages and stuff, but I do think that it felt toned down. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I would say it's a good show. We're starting to get stuff for Victory Road uh, within the next... Well, so next week we're doing the first two matches, I believe, and then I'm assuming the following week. Then we'll really know what the main event for Victory Road is going to be. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good show because they... Like, you know, they're promoting things for, like, weeks ahead. Or at least a week that's ahead. That's what it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's always good. Um, the action was good. I really don't know how I feel about Piper coming in. I don't think I care enough about that. Um, but no, I, I, think, I think it was a good show. I like it, man. I was, uh, I'm here for it. I'm excited for Victor Road. I'm going to keep saying that every single week until it's Victor Road. And I just think we're, we're on the upswing here, man. I'm really excited about this stuff. P. Williams and Styles will be really good for the pay-per-view. Yeah, that was, uh, back in 2004, that was probably the main selling point for me to try to convince my mom to get it for me. Yeah. Because uh, the idea of the Destroyer in a Styles Clash, I was like, holy shit. And like, I'm telling you, no one... The, the Canadian Destroyer was probably the most over-finisher in a long time. Because literally no one kicks out of it. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, dude, if, if he hits it on AJ, it's over. But then I was also like, there's no way AJ's going to lose. So I was like, okay, I got I to gotta figure out how to convince my mother to get this for me. So. And when we get to Victory Road, I'll go more in depth about my rationale as a uh, 15-year-old <laughs> trying to get the pay-per-view. So. Well, I cannot wait. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, next week's going to be a lot of fun with those two first-round matches. I'm really They're on the same show? I thought they were. I might have misheard. Wow. That might be a two a two match show, if that's the case. I'm pretty sure I heard I heard that right. I Let's wouldn't be see. surprised. Yeah, well, there's so only one if, way to uh, to find out though. But you know what? If there's two there, and then the finals is the week after that, right? Mm-hmm. right. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm assuming. Wow. And I would All assume right. next week we got to have. I would. Well, I want to say next week they got to announce something maybe for the tag team situation, but we might wait another week before that happens. Right. Let each team have it for like two weeks and then like call it. Be like, okay, this is we're done. I just. I really hope they don't vacate it. I'm done with this whole vacating. Of- no, I think we're gonna vacate it and then have a match at uh, Victory Road for it. I don't, no, I don't. No, know. I think that. I feel like. I feel like you need to to get the teams back together. No, just have a regular team beat one of the other teams. No, I want it vacated. I want to see. Nope. Yeah, I want it vacated. Sorry, dude. 
I don't want a tournament. I want it to literally be like, this is what's happening. Yeah, like nobody wants that. I do. You always just want the stuff that sucks, don't you? That's not true at all, and you know it. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, all right, well, the tournament begins. The tournament begins. Week. One more stop, dude, until we get to the exit at Victory Road. I'm going to keep saying that. Yeah, next week is going to be Monty Brown and Raven and Jeff Hardy and Abyss for the uh, first, I guess, the semifinals of a brief four-man tournament. Who will reach the finals and who will challenge Jeff Jarrett for the NWA world title at Victory Road. There's only one way to find out, and that is to continue to watch along with us or listen along with us as we continue to go through the history of NWA TNA wrestling. Dallas, you got anything else for this week? No, I do not. I'm just ready to keep going. I want to see how this tournament turns out. I do as well, and hopefully you guys listening do as well. And we will find out more next week. Until then, for Dallas Greeley, I am Bob Conley Jr., and this has been the TNA Cross the Line Podcast.